0: hello my golden souls and how are you guys doing this great day i want to say welcome and thank you so much for joining and tuning into divine ministry podcast so i want to bring to you a question that a young man asked me during our growth group session two weeks ago two weeks ago yes he asked me what led you to accept the calling of being a minister and a growing pastor that's what he said and then he followed up by asking me did you always grow up in the church and so I want to answer those questions yes I did answer his question I did answer his question (laughs) Uh, but I want to also answer that question on this podcast as well And so first, I want to start off by answering his second question, did I always grow up in the church? And I want to say to all of you uh, listening in, no, I have not always grown up in the church. My parents were not consistent attendants nor members of a church. We went to, I think it was called (laughs) Fifth Missionary Baptist Church on 25th Street in East St. Louis, Illinois. And we were not consistent. My parents did not, they did not live a uh, lifestyle uh, of Christianity. So, due to that, I was not consistent. Um, I did not know God as, you know, my personal Lord and Savior. I did not know Him. I did not have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Nor did not know anything about God. Okay. now what I did know about God uh, was what I associated him with being a God that condemns and a God that judges and a God that gets angry at you all the time and a God that attacks and all that. Right. Um, But as I know now, sitting here, of course, that's not true. Uh, However, back then, that's just what I thought so no i had no intentions on living for god uh having a relationship with him nor allowing him to control my life okay well that was at a young age and so that also changed for me at a young age as well i won't go into depth about everything you definitely have to go back a few episodes and read and uh tune into my testimony episode it's called sharing my testimony yeah. So anyway, I did receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior at a young age. However, I did not take the relationship seriously. Um, most of us know that when we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we also enter into a relationship as well. Well, no one after receiving and saying yes, I believe that Lord, that that Jesus is my Lord and Savior, no one took me and grabbed me in and put me up under their wing and because i was a new convert to say hey um this is how you go into the this is how you that you enter into the relationship this is how you maintain this is how you sustain so no one um took me under their wing and 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 taught me in regards to discipleship right which a learner okay i basically learned on my own and that's the most dangerous thing you can let a, a new convert do is learn on their own so, that's what happened. Um, pushing forward, I really didn't take my relationship serious with God until I was 21 and married. Because, as we know, um, marriage is a direct reflection of the gospel. Marriage is a direct reflection of Christ and the church. Okay? So, that's when I really took my relationship with God serious. seriously was when I got married. Now... That being said, that's when, of course, also taking my relationship seriously is when I also started to um, really begin to show consistency within my church home. Um, I rededicated my life and got baptized. I started joining different ministries and things like that, seeing what works for me and what doesn't work for me. OK, so to answer your question, um, no, I wasn't always raised in a church. I was, I was not always homegrown. I did not even know who God was. You know what I'm saying? Except for what I thought I knew. Those little assumptions. Number one, but I'm answering it as number two. He asked me, how did I become inspired to answer the calling of becoming a minister and a growing pastor? <laughs> well, I will say this. I knew that I was called, uh, it was last year, um, and it was at midnight, at 12 midnight. I was on Facebook, and I was having a conversation with a older woman, and it was about marriage and just certain things about the, of, of that nature. And all of a sudden, I truly felt this warmth this warmth i won't say burning sensation burning sensation but it was so warm um and i knew that it was the holy spirit and so (sighs) i can't explain it it was just so euphoric it really was and 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 it was amazing it was an amazing feeling and so he called me then and what he said to me was you are my forerunner You are my forerunner. I will. I'm not going to even dive deep into that. I will say just read about John the Baptist. Because that's what I had to do. Um, Once after he proclaimed me and called me as his forerunner. uh, I was placed in the wilderness for a long time. I was in and out of consecration. In and out. For a total of nine months. In and out of consecration. Yeah. At asked my best friends <laughs> almost a year of consecration but I was in and out of consecration um for a total of nine months because God was truly purging uh things uh that did not need to stay God was placing things in me I call it the great exchange man that's so mighty I call it the great exchange but yeah he was purging all those toxic nasty things he was renewing my thoughts and training my mind again disciplining my thoughts uh my I, he he was giving me a new motive for the things that I do and why I do them. Yeah, so he was cleansing my heart and examining my thoughts and my heart and my mind. Uh, he was definitely, it was a mighty, mighty purge and cleansing. And he was also depositing in great, great things Um, to make me more and more like Jesus Christ. And so one of those things was being bold, was being bold and being fearless. Um, another one of those things was just, uh, being obedient, being obedient. And a lot of you would would say, okay, well I'm obedient, you know, I'm I'm talking about the being obedient to where you take like when Abraham took his son to Mount Moriah to sacrifice him obedient. <laughs> I'm talking about walking days on end. You don't even know where you're going until God say, oh, you're there obedient that that's what I'm talking about. That's the kind of obedience I'm 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 talking about. So. I, he really had to train me into really being obedient to him and honor him. I mean, truly honor him, um, and put him before everybody, put him before everybody and anybody. Okay. Uh, so there was a lot of transformation going on in the wilderness, um, in the wilderness that God put me in. He had to um isolate me and i had to be insulated um in god in order to be who i am today in order for god to place those things within me and to take the the things that needed to be out of me out okay so i'm not trying to be deep i'm really not trying to be powerful or anything but that's what happened with my consecrations i was literally in and out um most people would look at that as a lockdown i truly loved i loved being on consecration to where when i was on my final consecration and i was done i actually went back in prayer and i was pleading with god please god let me go back on consecration please lord i beg of you because i really enjoyed that personal time not talking to anybody um in most cases sometimes i wouldn't go anywhere he would place me on consecration to where i wouldn't i couldn't hang out with friends and family i had to be in the house and just be with him and that was just so amazing to me so anyway moving forward from that um i'm still in my wilderness a little bit no i'm not in consecration uh but i am still in my wilderness being said that he's still doing some things in me he's still changing he's still operating he's still i'm still on the table okay um i'm still being worked on okay Which we all will be. But yeah, I'm still being worked on. So anyway, let's get back to the question. What inspired me to answer my calling? Uh, Understanding the will of God. Understanding the will of God. Amen. Um, That's when I said yes. And most people say yes, but they don't understand God's will. And in most cases, that's where we mess up. We say yes, and we don't go in with full understanding or knowledge about God's will. And we start to become selfish. We start to become inconsiderate. We start to navigating the ship back to us like it's all about us. And so when I truly understood that none of what I do, none of what I say is about me, that even this body isn't even mine's it's truly this body this vessel is truly only for his work his operation his deeds then that's when i could truly give him a genuine faithful committed yes that's when and i also calculated that cost of what it looks like to operate in the will of god what does it look like to walk in the will of god um, part of that is just me being selfless and not thinking it's about me all the time and pleasing God in, do, in, in doing what all he wants you to do. And so I genuinely had to think about that and I genuinely had to pray about that. And and as I said, I finally went to God and gave him my committed faithful. Yes, my genuine yes. Yes, God, I will do your will. It is your will. It's not Caroline's will. It's not Brady's will. It's not you know, Akaba's will. It's God's will. And so I understood that once I accepted the will, I was now going to be I was now going to be living or looked at on a higher standard than others. Whenever all of us as believers accept his will, you know, we are all looked at on a higher level. Um, In addition to that, I not only accepted his will, but I accepted the leadership that he called me to in his will. And so now that is even on a higher scale. And so he would always drill into me. Be careful how you live. Be careful how you live. Be careful how you live, uh, and so, you know, of course, the, the Bible says, "Be careful how you live. Live as the unwise, and not the, and uh, I mean, live as the wise, and not the unwise." So, I'm very careful with how I live. Who who gets my time? Um, who has my ear? Um, because I'm not I'm not giving away to foolishness. Okay, so. Understanding that, and really saying yes to that, that's when God really started to propel me forth in my purpose and in my calling. I started um, a ministers' class at my church, being under the headship of my pastor. So I'm up under the close headship uh, with my pastor. We hold uh, pastoral meetings and he's basically grooming us he's grooming us and he's producing um diligent fine sharp um pastors to be so praise god amen or whatever it is that we want to be and so i started taking those classes and even when i started i was nervous and in my first class i was still like i was like what am i doing do i really why what do i want to be in here Oh my goodness, I'm in here with possibly fellow pastors. Oh my goodness, do I want to be in here? And (laughs) yeah, so um, God, you cannot, how can I say this? You can't be sharpened until you actually get on the course. And so I had to actually get on the course and ride the rides in order for me to be sharpened. And so here I am today. Um, what? I started in February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October. Uh, yeah, so almost nine months in. Yeah, almost nine months in. Praise God, I thank him. So yes, I started minister classes. Um, and then God started placing me in um, positions where I have to lead. And I mean lead like all the time. So now I hold. Now I am facilitating a Bible study on Thursdays at my church. I mean, I was a facilitator before like five times at my church. Uh, But this time is different. It's truly different because this time God is raising up a godly leader in me. Uh, He is perfecting the leadership within me and grooming me because now I am held to even to, to a higher standard. So um I'm a facilitator leader on Thursday nights in my church and other than that I hold two to three bible studies um outside of my church not at my home but it's conference calls so I host it and with one of those uh groups it's uh with the two it's with two women so one of those groups I know it's with Three or four women total, but with one of those groups, anyway, with one of those groups, I do a little bit more. God has me doing a little bit more because He wants me to. Well, God wants to teach them, not me. God wants to teach them uh, evangelism and 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 how to minister and how to be God and how to be godly leaders themselves. And so, with that, I take whatever God gives me and I pour it into them. And what God has me doing now is God has me giving them case studies and God has me giving them um, homework and questioning of the days and things of that nature and learning how to be on time with your with your work and to be diligent with your work and not to be hasty with your work. Another thing he has me doing is um, he has me doing these things called appointed calls appointed calls which is appointed god has to appoint it so god places it on my heart when to set a call with one of these women i make the call well before and i reset the date and i pray and i pray for them and while we're on that call i listen to them and then god begins to use me to pour into them whether it's a. Uh, read a certain book in the Bible or, you know, you need to increase your faith. or You need to do this. You need to do that, da, 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 all that kind of stuff. So it's an appointed call. It's not just, it's not me. It's not only me talking to you. It's God talking through me to you. So that is what he's having me to doing. And that's allowing me to trust God more. That's allowing me to open myself up even more to God and what it does is because i have because i have uh various people i won't say pulling on me but i'll say relying on me for their growth um i am is teaching me to even rely on god way more like a thousand percent for my growth so i'm constantly in the word of god i'm constantly reading my word i'm I'm always praying I'm always having quiet time. I'm always meditating. I'm just always in my word. And that is what pushes me even more. And I'm so thankful because you never know what your prayers will turn out to be, guys. You never know what your prayers will turn out to be. I used to pray all the time, God, I want to be in my word more. I don't feel like I'm in my word. And now I'm in my word like all the time. And so I'm always refreshed. I'm never so far. I'll I'll say so far because I won't say never. So far at this point in time, I'm not burned out. I'm not exhaust I'm not tired of people, you know, uh, I'm not tired of teaching people. It's really my passion and my heart to do, and God has given me a heart to recognize Him as Lord, Jeremiah 24 7, and He's given me a heart for people, which is 2 Timothy 2 24, you know, and 2 Timothy 4 5 in an, in an in an extent. So he's definitely given me a heart for people. He's given me a heart to serve. He's given me a heart to teach. Um, he's given me a heart filled with compassion. Filled with compassion for people. So his will inspired me. And I'm I'm truly truly not trying to sound deep. I'm not trying to sound powerful. I don't want to say people inspired me or my help for people, because at a certain point, people will let you down, people will disappoint you, people will upset you, people will get on your nerves. And so that used to be my go to point, but not anymore, because people are flawed. And so I had to look in a different direction to say, God, give me a different compass. I can't allow people to motivate and direct me, God, I can't, you know, yes, I want to have a heart for people, but I don't want them directing my heart. I don't want them, you know, uh, turning my heart, you know. So now I can say that my yes came from a greater understanding of God's will and what he wants and what he wants and what he wants to do through me. So that's where I am. Um, I like I said, I am a minister in training. grooming to be a pastor. I've had a lot of prophecies that I'm going to be a pastor. I've had visions. Um, And I will say if I can be transparent with my golden souls, that still doesn't seem real to me. No, I'm not speaking against my prophecy. I've definitely accepted it. I've definitely accepted it. But I I still ask God, God, are, are you sure? Do you think I'm ready? You know, and God says, I know you're ready. You know, it's just a point of You know, let's let's groom you. There's there's still things you have to do. There's still people you have to meet. There's still resources you have to connect with. And so I'm glad and I'm so thankful that God is taking me through this process of where I'm going, uh, doing the minister classes, leading people, um, learning how to talk to people, learning how to be gentle with people. I'm truly learning the different kinds of people that are out there. Um God has given me a style of how to teach and how to talk to people. And so it's teaching me like I said, it's just how to trust in God more. How to depend on him more, how to hear and listen from him even more, you know? Um so that I won't be pulled down by people. You know? Because you can have a heart to go out for the you know go out in the trenches into the darkest of places to save people and that's a great and mighty thing. Um, however, if you allow those people to pull at your heart and really really tug, it's gonna be hard. it's gonna be a challenge. I won't say hard. it's gonna be a challenge. It's gonna be a struggle trying to find your way out of the darkness yourself. While, while trying to lead people out of the darkness because now you're in the darkness. And so you have to always make sure that you are connected to the light. You have to always make sure that you are so drowned in the light that even when you go in the darkness, all you see is light. Amen. And so that's my mindset. That's my mentality. That That is my story. That's my That's my story. Um, of how I got inspired to um, become a minister um, into a growing pastor, accepting the calling by by really, really committing to God's will. And I, I didn't grow up in a church. And so for most of you that have a calling, I don't know what your calling is. Please don't feel like you're inadequate or you're not enough, or God doesn't love you because he uses, he uses just like he uses the best of people. He uses the worst of people um because that's where his best work is people that have truly 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 been through some horrific terrible things and i'm not saying you even have to be through the most horrific terrible things you know um god can use and matter of fact he already has used and is using any and everybody any and everybody you just have to open your arms and say god i am open help me to understand your will father god you have my yes i give you my yes in addition help me to understand your will father god and calculate the cost so if you were a drug dealer if you are a drug dealer and you just accept christ your lord and savior if you were a prostitute if you were a stripper going up and down that pole if you are you know somebody's mistress or side chick whatever it may be if you say yes God will transform your life, but make sure you know what you're saying. Yes, too, because it is it is it's work. It's work. Um, and then you have to be diligent about it. You have to be faithful about it. And God wants everything that you're doing to be cheerful. You have to be a cheerful giver. Because I'm leading, but I'm also serving. I'm serving the people that I'm leading. I'm serving them. And God is pouring into me constantly. And I'm pouring into them. And they're, they they pour back into me. So don't be so stifled in being the leader, 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 leader that no one can lead you. No one can teach you. No one can say anything to you. Because just as I love to teach, I love to be taught. Just as I love to give advice. I love to be advised. Just as I just as I have to correct others, I love being corrected. Okay? So it works both ways. So I love you guys. That is my story. And that's what I wanted to say. And I hope that has encouraged you. I love you. Be strong. Be courageous. Be golden. The music that you've listened to is cafe coffee music music hey love y'all bye